Amen. Well, thank God for praise and worship. Amen. Come on, let's give Makayla a hand. She's doing a great job. Amen. What is this, week number three? It's week three. Week three. Week three. I just, I just need her to get a little bit more energetic. Amen. It's coming. It's coming. All right. All right. Well, let's grab our Bibles. Amen. And let's pray first. Let's just pray. God, thank you, Lord, uh, for the worship and the time that we spent Lord, uh, giving you the praise, God, we pray that you were pleased because we know you're the audience. Now, God, as we go into this word, God, help me to uh, articulate what I need to articulate, Father God, and, and feed me as I feed your people. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, imagine yourself, right? Imagine that you're doing okay in life. You have a job, you're working, you're doing fine, you're, you, you know, you got your family going and everything and all is well. Uh, but just imagine that there's something else that's even, that, that will enhance where you are now, that will enhance your life in some kind of way, right? Mm -hmm. That will enhance you. Just, just think about enhancement. Uh, there's another word, embellish. So whatever... To embellish something means that, you know, you're going to put a little bit of something else on it, right? Mm -hmm. So just imagine you're walking down a road and all is well, but you come up on a building and the building says, enter and receive more. Right. Enter and receive more. Uh, that ought to pique your curiosity. Right. To enter and receive more. Amen. I would be curious about that. I'll be curious what's on the inside of this place, what's on the inside of the building, what is the more? That's what I would want to know. What's the more? What am I going to receive? You know, working a nine to five, doing okay, you know, got a house, got a car, doing fine. But what's the more? What's the more? What's the more? Well, this morning, um, I want us to go to Mark chapter 10 and... Just, just got a very simple question and a few points I want to want to go ahead and look at. Uh, Mark chapter 10, we come up on the story of the rich young man or the rich young ruler. Mark chapter 10, and particularly in particular, verses 30, I'm sorry, verses 17 uh, through 31. Verses 17 through 31, you have uh, there a discourse between Christ. This 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 young man runs up on Jesus um, and he begins to engage Jesus and he begins to ask him uh, a very, a very poignant or very serious, serious question um, about eternity. Amen. How many have questions about eternity? Right. If you don't have questions about eternity, you need to check your salvation. Mm -hmm. Amen. We all want to know what's going on after we die. Amen. After we leave here, what's happening? Because now I say that because if your focus is solely on the right now, um, then you need to check yourself. You need to check yourself, especially if you are a professing, born again, blood bought, blood washed believer in Jesus Christ. Right. The focus must not be solely on the right now. The right now, the focus that's on the right now should be uh, what can I do right now to help my tomorrow? What can I do right now uh, that, that, that can prepare me for eternity? 
Okay, so he comes up on Christ. Uh, he has a question about eternal life, and uh, Jesus begins to engage him. Amen. So as we see in verse 17, and I'm reading from the New International Version of the Bible, and he, it says in verse 17, and Jesus started on his way. Now, remember, I said Jesus, uh, a lot of times he's always on his way somewhere. Jesus is always on the move. Amen. That, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I believe that the, the believers in God ought to always be on their way somewhere. And that place that they ought to be on their way to is about their father's business. Some folks say church is not a business. Jesus begs to differ. Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. Amen. So he's on his way somewhere. He's about his father's business. And the Bible says that a man ran up to him, fell on his knees before him and says this. He says, good teacher, good teacher. He says he asked, what must I do to inherit, to inherit eternal life? Hmm. What must I do to inherit eternal life? So here's the thing. A couple of things here about this particular text is, is that everyone that's seeking eternal life should avoid at least two things. You need to at least avoid two things. Number one is the opinion of your own merit in deserving eternal life. Your opinion about yourself. Amen. Is your opinion too high of you? Do you think you deserve eternal life? Some folk think they deserve eternal life. Some people think that just because they, they, they don't smoke, they don't chew, they don't run with those that do, that they're good and God should grant me eternal life. Right? His own merit. Secondly, I want you to understand um, that you have to understand that the love of riches turns some folk aside from doing what I call, from the very beginning, entering, 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 entering. So he says, what must I do, look at the language here, to inherit, inherit eternal life? Inherit. Not must, what not, what's, must, must what I, what must I do to be saved, but what must I do to inherit? Why does he use the word inherit? Because he's rich. He's rich. That's a rich man's term. Inheritance. 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 I'm Jewish. I, 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 I follow the law. Therefore, I have an inheritance that's promised to me. This is what he's, this is, this is his mindset. Remember, you got to remember the, the audience that, that, that's going on here in Matthew. Matthew is, I'm sorry, Mark, uh, that he's dealing with Jewish-minded people, people who are of Jewish heritage, people who have grown up Jewish, people who know the law of Moses, people who, have, who, who know the Torah, people who know the Talmud, people uh, who know the Pentateuch, people who are very familiar, amen, with the legalistic with a legalistic mindset in a legalistic society, uh, people who are just law people. He says, what must I do to inherit the kingdom? Inherit the kingdom. Or inherit eternal life. And so, in verse 18, Jesus says, well, hold on. 
Why you call me good? Why are you calling me good? Why are you dealing? Why are you calling me good? So in other words, Jesus, Jesus stops him short and Jesus lets him know, I'm not going to play your religious games. I'm not going to play religious games with you. I'm not going to do it. If you're going to call me good, then you're going to have to recognize that the only one good is God. So are you recognizing me as God? Before we go any further in this conversation, are you owning the fact that I'm God? You call me good teacher. Good, good. So Jesus says, oh, hold on. He says, he says, why call me good? He says, no one is good except, watch this, God alone. So if you're calling me God, if you're calling me good, you're calling me God. So, so, so when the questions of eternity come up, it shouldn't be uh, questions of speculation, but a core question about your human soul. About your human soul. Do you understand just who it is that you're speaking to is what Jesus is saying here. Do you understand who I am? Do you understand who I am? Because again, if you're going to use the term good, ain't nobody good but God. We say it all the time. God is good. All the time, all the time, God is good. <laughs> all right? So that's the first point. If, you, if you're going to deal with being calling me good, you must know who you're talking to. He moves on and he says, in verse 19, he says, you know the commands. This is Jesus talking to him. He's engaging him now. He says, you know the commands. You know the commands. He says, you know the commands. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Pay attention. He says, you know the commands. He says, do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Uh, do not defraud. Uh, honor your father and your mother. Are their father and mother. So, so, so here it is. Why waste time with religious back and forth? You already know the law. Good teacher. Good teacher. You're trying to, you're trying to massage my ego. That's what we're trying to do. Jesus, God, God says, I'm, I don't play religious games. I'm not going to play religious games. You can come to me talking about Father God, Father Lord, all of this kind of stuff. I don't play religious games. I'm getting straight to the heart of the matter. Right? We're going to leave that to them. That's religion. <laughs> I'm talking relationship. Do you have a relationship with me? You call me good. <laughs> Ain't nobody good but God. And as a matter of fact, you already know the law. You see how Jesus cut right across the field? He cut right across the field. I'm not going to play religious games with you. Many in the church are playing religious games. They're playing religious games. If I drop a little money in the bucket every so often and I show up to church, I'm good. I'm all right. Right? So Jesus says, he says, you know the law. You know uh, what the law says. But what did, what did Jesus omit when he quoted from Exodus chapter 20? Whenever you read this, did you notice that he omitted some stuff from the Ten Commandments? Because all these that he's mentioning is come from Exodus chapter 20, which deals with the Ten Commandments. Which, which, which ones did he omit? He omitted the first four. Hmm. What's the difference? 
the ones that he quotes here with the rich young man, with the rich young ruler, the ones he quotes here, it's all horizontal stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all horizontal stuff. It's all stuff that we deal with with each other. I shouldn't be sleeping with your wife. Huh? What, look, look at what he says. Look at what he says. He says, you know the commandments. I, I shouldn't be murdering you. Right? Shouldn't be committing adultery. Uh, I shouldn't be stealing from you. I shouldn't give false testimony against you. I shouldn't defraud you. I should be honoring my mother and my father. That's all horizontal relationships. We're good at practicing horizontal relationships. We're good at being able to say, oh, I take care of my family. I honor my mom. I get, I get, I get with her on Mother's Day. I get with my dad on Father's Day. I go over and cut his yard every so often. Uh, 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 or I may bring him something to eat or whatever, whatever. Amen. Uh, uh, I, I you know, kind of love my brothers and sisters, do the best I can, right? I even drop something in the homeless bucket every so often. You know, when I get change after I leave the drive-thru. Now, if I got a 20, they're not going to get it. <laughs> right? Amen. But notice what he left out. No other gods before me. Don't have no idols. Hmm? Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Y'all see that? Keep the Sabbath, make, keep it holy. All of that deals with a vertical relationship. You got, in other words, young ruler, you got all of the horizontal stuff together. Your focus is down here. This is the only place your focus is. You're concerned about the family. You're concerned about the children. You're concerned about the job. You're concerned about the money. You're concerned about this. But what's wrong here? What's going on right here? Right? Do you have another God before me? Do you have another God before me? This is where he's trying to get to. Do, do, you, do you have an idol in your life? Hmm? You just take my name casually, right? You just throw it around loosely. You don't even have to cuss with it. You just, you just throw it around. You say you mine, and, but, but everything about you is anti-me. Mm-mm. Right? What's the status of your Sabbath? What's the status of your Sabbath? Every so often, well, I might hit the church every so often, you know, uh, uh, I might go to worship here and there, you know, but hey, you know, other times I really ain't got the time. Mm -hmm. So if God had the same mentality that I don't have the time mentality, we wouldn't wake up in the morning. We wouldn't be able to function. We wouldn't be able to breathe. He, you know, we, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have the activities of our limbs if because because, again, you got to understand that 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 unless it first comes from the mouth. Of the most high God, it ain't going to happen. If God doesn't speak it, it will not come to pass. So he must, he must, he must through the corridors of life and time, he must say, time for them to get up today. It ain't the alarm clock. <laughs> it's the finger of love that touches you every single morning. Right? You may say, well, my body's acclimated to getting up. I'm just used to getting up. No, no, no. If God says, don't Allow him to wake up till 12, even though he's supposed to be to work at 6 in the morning. It ain't going to happen. Mm 
not going to happen. What's the status of your relationship with me? You have to go vertical before you can go horizontal. And if horizontal outweighs vertical, you're in trouble. If horizontal is more than vertical, you're in trouble. Amen. I'm not saying that you're, God's getting ready to hit you with a mallet. I'm just saying that your eternity is at jeopardy, is in jeopardy. Hmm. So, so he leaves out one through four. If you go back to Exodus chapter 20, he leaves out the first four. So Jesus says, so you think that just because your horizontal is okay, that your vertical is good. But look at what the young ruler replies. He says, he says, I've kept all of these. Look how confident he is, right? I kept all these. I'm, me and my mom, we're good. Me and the dad, we're good. We're all, I mean, we're good. We're good. I don't even look at my boy's wife. So, you know, we're all right with that. I'm fine. <laughs> Amen. But Jesus says, hold on. Hold up. Verse 21, he says, one thing you lack. One thing you lack. In other words, what Jesus is trying to tell him, let's read verse 21 first. He says, Jesus looked at him and loved him, and he says, one thing you lack. He says, go, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And, 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 uh, and then he says, and you will have treasure in heaven. You won't play religious games talking about, it, uh, talking about inheritance. Here it is. You, you, let, me, let me throw one back at you. You're going to have some treasure. Mm. You want to you know what it means to inherit? Let's deal with this treasure. Where are your treasures really? Where are they? Where are they really? Because where man's heart is, the Bible says that there his treasures are also. You got to figure out within yourself what do you really, really treasure? What do you really treasure? Because here's the thing. Watch this. Not giving to not giving God first place in your life. Is, is, uh, is giving God no place in your life. He's not going to take second, second place. God just ain't going to do it. It's not going to happen. That's not, that's not how he rolls. He don't roll with second, he don't roll with second place. It's not going to happen with him. He's either first or that's it. That's it. Amen. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, it may be, but I don't know of any woman, especially a black woman, who wants to be second place in her husband's life. I ain't talking about girlfriend, boyfriend, in her husband's life. And what I mean by that is, uh, there just ain't going to be no other woman, amen, that, that, that she knowingly know that you were rolling around with. It just ain't going to happen. All right? You're going to come up missing or she's going to come up missing, one or two. She's going to roll out on you, amen, or she's going to tell you to roll out. Amen. So God ain't going to take second place. God has to be first. He, 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 he must be first. So, 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 so whatever or whoever dominates your priority, amen, within the first place column of your life, that's who your God is. That's who your God is. Notice I said yours, not mine. 
Amen. So, so Jesus knew that, that he was attached to his wealth. He knew it. He, he knew it right off the top. He knew, he knew from the very beginning, from the, from the inception of the, of the conversation, he knew. He said, yeah, this guy, he one of those. He is attached to his wealth. Amen. He's attached to it so much so that, that he didn't even fathom or didn't even think about the first commandments. He could have switched the conversation up on Jesus and said, when Jesus says, well, you know the commandments, you know, don't steal, don't commit adultery and all that. Yeah, yeah, but hold on, Jesus. But, 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 but listen, but listen, I also honor God. I, I also make sure that I keep the Sabbath holy. I also make sure I don't have no idols. Amen. Also make, that, make sure that there's no other God before God. He could have said that, but he didn't. Wonder why he didn't think of it. Because that's not what's on his mind. Amen. That's not what is, that was on his mind. So he, 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 Jesus says, go sell everything. Say this with me. Say sell out. Go sell everything. Then come and follow. Then come and follow. Go get that stuff right there together. Then come and follow. Let, 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 me, let me help you. Everybody ain't ready to be saved. Everybody ain't ready to be saved. Before, there's a prerequisite to salvation. Before you come and follow him, you have to be willing to sell out. You got to be willing to totally sell out. There's, there's, no, there's no salvation by, by design or by, you know, you know, you know, you got this designer salvation now. Okay, I'm going to have God and, and I'm going to still have a club and then, you know, I'm going to still have, you know, you know, the alky and, you know, I'm going to smoke a little bit, but I'm, you know, God know, you know, that I'm still on his team, but sometimes I just need to, you know, because I got to calm my nerves because, you know, things get bad out there, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, God knows. Yeah, he knows. Genesis chapter 6, he knows that the heart of man was only evil continually. That he knows. <laughs> All right. So look at verse 22. I'm just taking my time walking through it. Look at verse 22. At this, the man's face failed. Look at that. Look at that. He went away sad because he had, watch this, great wealth. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Hardest thing to do, and, and the reason why people struggle so much with money and wealth is because at the end of the day, it's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Freely I give, freely Give. Freely I gave to you, freely give. What y'all doing with it? That's not, that's not a free heart. That's not a free heart. If I give to the homeless, or if I give to a situation, or if I give to anything, once that money leaves my hands, I could care less what you do with it. I could care less. What you do with it. If you're standing on the corner saying, I got to feed me and my four children and, and they're waiting in the car. We, we just need, you know, money to go to the hotel tonight. And I hand you 50 bucks and walk away and you go in the store and get a 12 pack of beer uh, and wine. And then you go and get you some weed. It is not my concern. I do not care. Why? Because what God does is God honors the spirit I gave it in. Now, that doesn't negate 
having discernment. That didn't, that didn't stop discernment because sometimes God will say, no, mm -mm, I'm, I'm whooping them right now. So I don't, I don't need you to do that. Don't do that. And if I'm chastising them, then you cannot intervene in that. Amen. There's just sometimes that you can't give the people because God is chastising them in, in that particular manner. And you giving to them, you interfere and you cause you put yourself in the area of God's wrath. Hmm. Right. <laughs> Amen. So he left because his God was bigger than the God. His God was bigger than the God. His $100 bills was bigger than the God. His investments in stocks were bigger than the God in his mind. His cars, his houses, his jewelry, all the stuff that he treasured horizontally was bigger and more important than having a vertical relationship that's right. Oh, man. What, 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 what? What do you have and what have you been un unwilling to do because it, it don't line up with the way you have fashioned your life? What you've been unwilling to do for God because it just don't line up with the way that I've set my life up. I, you know, I, I got me a nest egg and I got a little money saved and, and you know, and I got a house and, and my car and I got this and I, you know, I'm doing okay. And, and, you know, that Jesus thing just kind of cramps all that. You know, that God thing just kind of gets in the way of that. What, 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 what are you unwilling to do? Amen. Simply because you can't give up your thinking. <laughs> you can't give up your ways of doing things. You can't leave your old past behind and, and stop having the excuse that this is just me and this is just who I am. And this is who I've always been. And that has always been the problem. What is it that's stopping you from doing what God calls you to do? Amen. Because it, it goes beyond riches. It goes way beyond riches. Some folk have been just ignorant all their lives and they don't want no better for themselves. No better for themselves at all. You got to, when you come to God, you have to be willing to unlearn so that you can relearn what he wants you to know. God is not calling you to be a dummy. He's not calling you to be stupid. He's not calling you to be uh, weak in any way. Look at the men that, that God used in the Bible. David was not a weak man. David was a warrior. Huh. Moses was not a weak man. Abraham was not a weak man. They, made, they had some flaws in their character, but they were not weak. They were very strong. Joshua, sure enough, was strong. Caleb, sure enough, was strong. They were not weak men, but they were yielded men. Men who was willing to be used by God for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God, amen, to the betterment of the kingdom. These, this, these, these are the men we're talking about. I just always did it this way. Okay. Keep it moving. Look at verse 23. We're almost done. Because I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Jesus, Jesus looked at him. Or, or No, no, no. Jesus looked around. Now, after the man, the man says, well, you know, I'm just sad. <laughs> I ain't going to be able to do it. 
Uh, yeah, I got too much invested. There's too much going on. Not going to really be able to get with this. Sorry. I thought I could just roll in and inherit something due to the fact, you know, that I grew up Jewish, that I know the law. Because, see, that was promised, you know, coming down through the lines of history. You know, I was going to be able to inherit, right? Plus, I'm rich. I'm rich. So, 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 you know, when the Messiah comes, the, mis the misunderstanding was is that when the Messiah comes, he was going to come in, overthrow the, the Roman government, kick everything down, uh, set up the kingdom right here on earth. They were going to rule and, 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 and just, you know, have everybody subject to them. Jesus said, no, it's not that kind of party. Mm -mm. No, no. No, I come to live on this earth. I come to teach you how to live and I come to teach you not how to walk out the law, but how to live out a life vertically. Vertically with God, how to have a heart after God. Not just say that I'm a Christian, amen, not just have a plaque on the wall, but actually be practicing my Christianity. What does that mean to practice my Christianity? It means that when they make me mad, I do something different other than what I used to do. Yeah. When I'm pro, when, 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 when a lie would fit the bill, when the lie would be, would be sufficient to get me out of this situation, I tell the truth. Hmm. When God commanded me to tithe or to give, amen, I'm going to do it anyway because he said to do it. When he said, don't forsake the assembling of myself together as some in the habit of doing, I'm going to go to church regardless to how I'm feeling. Oh. Amen. Amen. So Jesus says in verse 23, how hard is it? How hard is it for the rich? Huh? Y'all see that? How hard is it? He says to his disciples, first of all, he looked around. He looked around. The Bible says he looked around. So he's having this discourse with the ruler, with the, with the young man, and then he looks around to see what's going on with his disciples. What are they thinking? How, how is this help? How is this impacting them, this conversation? Here's a rich man that cannot leave his wealth because his heart is attached to it. What is your heart attached to that you just can't leave so much so that is causing you to have conflict with God? Because we got a whole lot of stuff in our lives, no matter what it is, it can be your children. It, it, it can, again, it can be your old stinking thinking. It can be your old ways of doing things. Amen. It can be your unwillingness to yield to God's commands. It could be all of that. For him, it was it was his riches. So, so for him, it's riches, but for us, again, it may be your spouse. It may be your opinion of yourself. You, your, your opinion may be too high of who you are. Amen. And, and something you're, you're holding on to, amen, or something that you're holding in high regard is something that won't allow you to remember the building, enter. Something won't just allow you to enter, enter and find something better. Enter. Come on in. Come on in. Come on out of that and find something better. Hallelujah. In other words, you're just okay with religious exercises. 
but there's something better for you. So he looks around, he says, how hard is it for, for, for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? How hard is it? The disciples were amazed in verse 24. They were amazed at, 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 at his works. But Jesus said again, children, <laughs> he says, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? Verse 25 says, it is, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. If your whatever, not just your wealth, is more to you than, than your eternal life, you ain't going to enter. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. All right? But now look at Peter. Because, see, Peter had a different... And we're close with this. Peter, 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 Peter had a little different take. Peter, Peter was thinking, hey, you know, it ought to be, you know, the rich are the ones who's going to have their good place in heaven. Obviously, must be. So Peter says, well, well hold on, Lord. Now, we, we left everything to follow you. I am, you know, we gave it up. We left everything to follow you. In verse 20, 29, he says, Jesus says, I'll tell you the truth. He says, no one who has left home brother, a sister, a mother, a father, or children, or fields, for me and the gospel, will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mother, children, uh, and but this, with them is going to come persecution. Persecution. And in this age to come, it, and, and in the age to come, eternal life. But watch this. But many who are first will be last. And the last will be first. So in other words, if you have decided to make Jesus your choice, in essence, your family j just increased. Your fields just increased. In other words, go back to what he told the rich young ruler. Then you will lay up treasures. Treasure in heaven. Treasure. Oh, God. The question becomes now, when are you going to enter for real? <laughs> not, not just when, not when are you going to continue your religious exercises? Let me hit the doors every so often, give a little money every two weeks or every, every four, four or five months. But when are you going to enter for real? When are you going to sell all the way out for real? That, that, that becomes the question. Y'all quiet in here. Woo! That's all right. I hope you're thinking. <laughs> Amen. When are you gonna really enter in? Is is being a Christian that cramping your style that much? I can't be cool and I can't be a Christian at the same time. Who said that? That's not true. I'm cool. <laughs> Amen. And Christian. <laughs> Amen. I think I got quite a bit of swag. <laughs> Amen. But I decided to sell out, to sell all the way out. I decided to totally give it all the way over to him. Amen. Let us stand to our feet. God, we, we, we thank you for, for this word. We thank you, God, for your presence in here. Father, someone is at the crossroad right now of, of making that decision to totally give it all over to you. Been running, been hiding, 
knowing what to do, knowing you filling the pool, knowing the call, knowing God. Um, but Lord, just just haven't really had the, the courage and the wherewithal. Thank you to 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 just to just give it all the way over to you, God. God, I'm praying for the, for that person. I'm praying, God, that you would work on their hearts. But, Lord, as you told the young ruler that he must first go and then, then then get some stains together and then come and follow you. In other words, he must convert his heart, convert his his priorities, convert the things, God, that uh, that are more important to, to, to him and in his life than than you are. Father, I pray, God, that they, that they would make that decision. And I pray, God, that they will make it before it's everlasting too late. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, God, that your grace is, is there. Your word, God, declares that um, as sin abound, grace much more abounds. But help them right now, God, to see the importance of getting it right with you. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. And in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen, amen. If you all know someone or you're standing in proxy for somebody um, that you know is in this situation, uh, um, just lift your hands and let's pray. I want to pray a prayer over them right now. Maybe your children, maybe your nephew, nieces, uncles, cousins, whoever. And you know that God's been knocking on their heart. <clears throat> let's just pray for them right now. If you're standing here today, amen, and you know that's you, we want to pray for you. You can go ahead and lift your hands too. <clears throat>